Hey folks, this is Jared. So it's really early in the morning. It's like 1.15 a.m. And I'm standing in an empty mall parking lot next to a sweet car. So I've actually borrowed a DeLorean time machine from my friend Mr. Uh, Brown. It's really quiet and eerie out here. Let me just hop into the car real quick. One sec. Alright, cool. Wow, it's kind of cramped in here. And, uh, there's a lot of buttons. Okay, let's see here. Let's set the date back about 150 years. We're gonna head to the wild American frontier. We'll see you on the other side. And here we are, the 1800s Old American West, a fabled and romantic time period. It was a time of cowboys and calico dresses, where justice might be found on the business end of a six-shooter, a time filled with wide-open, unexplored vistas teeming with herds of bison and wild horses. A time of dusty saloons and unfettered dreams bigger than the gold nuggets waiting to be plucked out of the untamed rivers. From sheriffs to bandits, from travel-weary pioneers to oil tycoons, this colorful period of America's history is equal parts fact, myth, and even legend. One of the most enduring relics of the Wild West that keeps gaining popularity to this day is the cowboy boot. Welcome, y'all to the Immortal Souls Podcast. When we think of a Wild West cowboy, images might come to mind of a gun-slinging wrangler wearing a 10-gallon hat, chaps, and of course, cowboy boots. We might think of Billy the Kid, Doc Holliday, or Calamity Jane. We might imagine the stereotypical Hollywood cowboy such as John Wayne or Will Rogers, maybe even Woody from Toy Story. And who could forget the three amigos? Integral to the outfits of all of these characters, both real and fantasized, are their cowboy boots. Today, cowboy boots are more popular than ever. From presidents to movie stars to actual modern-day cowboys and ranch hands and everyone in between, it seems like cowboy boots are being worn by everybody these days. So, how did all the rage begin? Who are we to thank for coming up with this historic and iconic staple of American fashion? Ladies and gentlemen, let's all give a hearty, Texas-sized round of applause to... Cowboy Boot Wearing Genghis Khan and his band of raiding Mongols! Wait, 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 Jared, hold up. Genghis Khan? As in the Genghis Khan? The infamous 13th century raider and conqueror who founded the largest land empire in recorded history? He wore cowboy boots? Yeah, Nick, that's the very one. And you bet he wore cowboy boots. Well, in a manner of speaking. 
Genghis Khan and his horde of horse-riding, marauding Mongols went around conquering Europe and everybody else in their path, while allegedly wearing red leather riding boots with wooden heels. It is said that these hills helped him and his horse-riding compadres to literally crush their enemies. As time went on, riding boots, and particularly red-heeled boots, stayed popular with horsemen and nobility alike. If anything, they grew their reputation as a symbol of power and of dominance. Four centuries after the reign of Genghis Khan, perhaps in a sort of nod to the 13th century conqueror and ruler, Louis XIV of France adopted red-heeled shoes as his personal fashion symbol of power during the mid-17th century. Red heels represented blood and power and dominance. King Louis only permitted himself and noblemen of his court in good standing to wear red heels at all. Red heels aside, the popularity of riding boots caught on with the masses in the early to mid-1800s during and after the period of wars in Europe. The Hessian boot, which was developed by Germans but was actually of English origin, made its appearance during this time. These boots, worn by cavalry, sported rounded toes, small heels, and leather shafts reaching high up on the knees to protect the horse riders. Also entering the scene were Wellington boots. Arthur Wellesley, the first Duke of Wellington, defeated Napoleon Bonaparte in the Battle of Waterloo in 1815 while wearing calf-high boots with a low-cut heel, known appropriately as Wellingtons. In the eyes of the British population, the Duke was the man and everybody wanted to copy his fashion style, including the Wellington boots he famously wore. This led to mass production of low-cut, calf-high leather boots that was widely available and worn by men and women alike. Curiously, this style of boot was slow to jump the pond over to the U.S. and didn't really make a noticeable appearance in the United States until the Civil War, where Wellington-style boots were produced and issued to soldiers. Especially in the case of the Confederate soldiers, however, the quality of the boots left much to be desired, and many soldiers suffered foot injuries and maladies due to the shoddy workmanship of the boots. Some soldiers even wore through their boots and fought barefoot, if you can imagine that. The first signs of cowboy boots as we know them appeared shortly after the Civil War in 1865. Cowboys who were driving cattle across the country soon realized that their war-era boots just weren't cut out for the long and rugged cattle drives involving hours of horse riding in stirrups, baking in the hot sun, splashing through creeks, and wear and tear from rocks, brush, and the wild and rugged terrain. According to legend, the first pair of cowboy boots was made by a shoemaker in either Kansas or Texas. A cowboy took his military-issue boots to the shoemaker and asked that they be remade to include a pointed toe to make it easier to slide in and out of stirrups, large heels, also known as Cuban heels, for the boots to stay firmly in the stirrups during rough riding, a higher shaft to protect the legs, as well as to keep the boots securely on the foot, and tougher leather to guard the feet and the legs from getting bruised and from dangers such as rocks, snakes, and thorny bushes. The boots would also have wider stovepipe-style openings with long straps to allow for the boots to be pulled on and off much easier. After these changes were incorporated, the cowboy boot was born. While not seen as stylish per se, these boots were solid and built to last. They were pure utility and function. 
They quickly became a necessary tool for cowboys, ranch hands, gunslingers, horse riders, and many others who depended on the rugged footwear to hold up to their difficult jobs and living conditions. In these early years, cowboy boots were custom made only, and a cowboy would have to go to a cobbler, get his feet measured, and get a pair made specifically for him. Eventually, as bootmaking processes improved, mail order boots came about, making it much more convenient for someone to send their foot measurements into the mail order company and get a pair made. As time rolled on and cowboy boots became more widely available and used, many versions of the boots sprung up, depending on their intended use. A few of the many styles of cowboy boots, or western boots as they were often referred as, include the classic western work boot, which is the quintessential cowboy boot, sporting a 12-inch stovepipe shaft and Cuban heels, shorties, which as the name suggests are shorter versions of the classic boot, roper boots, which to this day are popular with rodeo cowboys as their shorter heels and shorter shaft length allow for a cowboy to run easier and be much more mobile on his or her feet while competing and roping cattle. Stockman boots, which is a later version of the cowboy boots sporting rubber soles and shorter heels. And buckaroo boots, which for all intents and purposes are boots for show, often with much longer shafts, such as 14 inches in length, and decorative stitching and other embellishments. Boots would be made from all sorts of materials, from the traditional leather cowhide or calfskin to more exotic materials such as alligator, snakeskin, lizard, ostrich, and even elephant or stingray. Cowboy boots made the jump from being purely a work boot to being a fashion statement in around the 1930s and 1940s, as Hollywood Western films became all the rage. It was during this time that the boots were given a makeover with more fancy stitching, designs, colors, and other fashionable additions. As Hollywood romanticized the American Wild West in its films and Western movie heroes such as John Wayne, Clint Eastwood, and Gregory Peck became Hollywood megastars, the public took notice of the cowboy boots that they wore and started wearing them as both a fashion statement and as a part of daily attire. From this point, it didn't take long for cowboy boots to be integrated and ultimately ingrained in American culture as something distinctly American and as a symbol of freedom and of America's untamed spirit, similar to the wild frontier from which the boots came from. These days, cowboy boots are everywhere, worn by people of all types and backgrounds and are found in all sorts of styles. Whether it be for function or fashion, men or women, plain or fancy, ranch work, rodeos, a country music concert, a fashion show, or just to pick up milk from the store. Cowboy boots get the job done, and they ain't going anywhere anytime soon. Well, all of my life I've been trying to save to get a pair of cowboy boots. Sixteen years of my life I gave to get a pair of cowboy boots. I want to go where the money is free. Hollywood is calling me. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Immortal Souls podcast. For more information, show notes, pictures, or just to say hi, check us out at immortalsoulspodcast.com, Instagram, or Twitter. Original theme music by Scott Spriggs. 
five-star reviews are always helpful and hugely appreciated. Until next time, keep walking the roads less traveled.